Arizona Sports is proud to present the Uprising Podcast. Uprising Podcast. Hello and welcome into another edition of the Uprising Podcast, a podcast about Phoenix Rising Football Club. I am your host, Jake Anderson. Today, my guest is Phoenix Rising's newest addition, an MLS loanee from Vancouver Whitecaps and forward David Egbo. David is the former ninth overall pick in the 2021 MLS Super Draft. He's on a season-long loan to Phoenix with the right to recall, just like the rest of Rising's loanees from MLS teams. Now, David is a forward. He can play striker. He can play on the wings. He says he can even play in the midfield. I'm not sure if he'll play the eight that Shantz has in his system, but remains to be seen. I wanted to bring David on right away when we got the news on Thursday about the signing, just because there was no real backup for Rufat Dadashov, and now there appears to be. Uh, we'll get to know a little bit more about David when I bring him on in a second, but just a little bit about background of him. He's 22 years old. He's from Nigeria, moved here when he was a teenager, and obviously ended up going to school in the United States at Akron, where he was a teammate with Ben Lunt. And while him and Ben were not teammates with Aiden Quinn, they are all former Zips, and there is a common denominator in the coach. And we'll get a little bit more into that when we actually talk to David here in a few minutes. So without further ado, let me bring on the 6'1", 185-pound forward himself, David Egbo. David, off the bat, for our listeners that aren't seeing our video call right now on the Zoom, they can't see the Nigeria jersey that I brought out. I've spoken about my good friend who lives in Nigeria. He gave me this jersey after the World Cup. I love wearing it. I love having a reason to wear it. Uh, The last time I got to speak about my Nigerian friend in the country of Nigeria was when Toby Adewale was on, obviously, and you know him from years of experience and and we'll talk about him a little bit more in a second here. But, uh, David, it's uh, it's good to have you. My name's Jake Anderson. I'm with Arizona Sports 98.7 FM. We are the radio station out here. And, obviously, I am Phoenix Rising's beat reporter. Nice to meet you. Welcome to Phoenix, man. I guess I'll ask you the first question off the bat is, when did you find out? And uh, what has your uh, first impression been of your new Phoenix teammates? Although I do know that you have uh, known some of the guys, obviously, and uh, – Aiden, Ben, and uh, Toby from years prior. Oh, I knew like uh, around last week when I was back in um, uh, back in Salt Lake City with Vancouver. That was when I first got the news. Talked to uh, the general manager, Axel, and the coaching staff, and, and we both came to a decision that this was a very good, um, very good plan for me. A very good movement for me to to, to do for my for my career and for for myself to just go somewhere and then try something else and just somewhere top, top quality. So that was one of the main things that actually drew me here too, Phoenix. And I'm like, I know a couple of guys on the team, you know, Ben, Toby, Aiden, John. Um, yeah. I thought it was awesome to just come here and just be with those guys. And I haven't played with Ben in a long time. And I know what Ben can do. Love Ben. And me and Toby go way back, so it was it was a very easy d- decision for me to make. You just come here and know a couple guys that I know, and um, they're gonna make the, the the transition for me a lot easier, you know. And uh, yeah, so it was good just to know that if they have those kind of guys, then they obviously have a solid group, solid core group. And I was like, 
you know, well, that's, that's awesome. So yeah, a bunch of nice guys. Uh, everyone's down to earth. Everyone's nice. Everyone's welcoming. Um, I really like it here so far. It's been a amazing first couple of days and I'm really excited to, uh, to see what happens in the future. So is it true when Toby says back in the day, he had you in his hip pocket when you guys would go up against each other? No, he did not. Toby, I don't know. We can pull up the highlight on it. And Toby did not have me in nobody's back pocket. I have never been in anyone's back pocket. And I'm never going to go into anyone's back pocket. Toby lies. He knows. Toby's just, he just lies like that. He knows. I'm not even taking more Toby stuff serious. Everyone knows Toby. And obviously, Phoenix Rising has, you know, the saying is they're 22 deep, right? Rick Schantz is a big advocate of having competition week in and week out at all 11 spots. Goalkeeper, I think, has been the biggest one this year just because of injury and, and bringing the 2020 USL Goalkeeper of the Year in and Ben Lunt. And, and now there's a goalkeeper battle week in, week out, it seems. But how confident are you in your ability to crack Rick Schantz's Maybe not necessarily starting 11 off the bat, but just breaking into the squad as the season progresses uh, on your, the rest of your loan spell. Yeah, I'm definitely confident in my chances for sure. I really, uh, you know, I came here and knew it was at stake. I wasn't going to be handed a starting job and I didn't want to be handed one. I wanted to work for it. I wanted to show what I can do. You know, that hunger of being a, a, a professional athlete, like if you're, if everything is too, it's too easy, then it's, it's too good to be true when you work for it, it feels a lot better. So I just came here to work for um, for what I can do. And I'm not really here to take Rufat's job or anyone's job. I'm just here to support the team the best way I can and to 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 win games, you know. I don't care wherever the coach puts me. Like I was telling, I don't – up top, left wing, right wing, center mid, I don't care where I, I play as long as I'm on the field and we're winning. It's – could, I could carry on some position on it. I think it's really cool that uh, we've had a, a Jamaican quartet here before in Phoenix, but uh, we've never had a, a college trio of guys. So is there a common coach? Apologies, I haven't uh, been keeping my tabs up on, on Akron soccer, but is there a common coach between you, Aiden, and Ben that you've all played under? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think when Aiden was there, Jared was still – the assistant or he just turned head coach but I know he was there when Aiden was there but yeah me and Ben but played on the Jared as a head coach and uh it's it was one of the best times of my life just being around the guys who met Jared know his how blessed he is to know the game tactically and just just be there to be able to just break the game down for you I learned so much while I played on the Jared and um I still carry those fundamentals that I learned from Jared to to this day to where I play, you know, and I still reach out to him too. Like we talk uh, when I have like some book, like a couple of questions or just to see what, how things are going. He's one of the first people like I know I can call on. So yeah, uh, Jared, I think we all played on the Jared and um, I'm Aiden didn't play on the him as a head coach. I'm not sure he did. I know me and Ben did and we could say the same. Yeah. Aiden just a little bit older than you guys, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I will say from, the short time I've been able to watch Aiden and Ben, uh, they're two hard-nosed players that give absolutely everything. So um, no pressure, but I will be expecting 
similar uh, similar qualities from you uh, being a former action zip as well. Um, it's okay. <laughs> but so you mentioned that, you know, you really don't care where you play. You know, some say you're a number nine. Some say you're right on the wing. You could play attacking mid if you want. How quickly do you expect to see yourself get playing time? Because it sounds to me like you might be, you know, the only real, uh, I guess, not that it's a like-for-like like change with Rufat necessarily, but, like, you are a bigger guy. You're not necessarily a smaller uh, forward. Yeah. So do you expect to see yourself maybe come in for Rufat, you know, if you guys need a goal or maybe just to give him some fresh legs? And then, who knows, potentially you could even give Rufat a uh, run for his money at the starting spot. Yeah, I I don't know what um, um what that will be. That's a very hard question. Um, right now, I'm just waiting for my all my papers to get cleared, and then I can uh, start playing with the team. I can start playing games with the team. But yeah, I don't um not necessarily here. Like I said, to take uh, Rufus' job or whatever. Uh, I think Rufus a very good player. I think all the op- attacking options are all very good players. But I'm just here to bring the competitive edge and make sure everyone's competitive. And then wherever the coach wants to play me, um, I'm down. I'm down for it. So if he has up top, that's left wing, right wing, attacking mid, wherever, wherever he wants to play me, I'll, I will play. But my my short-term goal is to make sure that I am getting meaningful minutes as soon as I can, as fast as I can, and just be in that starting 11 cushion as far as I, as fast as I can. I think the timing is also uh, – it goes kind of hand-in-hand hand with the fact that number six, Kevin Lambert, is not going to be with the team for, we'll say, about a month. We don't know how long he'll be away for the Gold Cup, but he'll be with the Jamaican national team. And, and Rick has been saying that'll shift potentially. That could shift Aiden Quinn from being a number eight to maybe a number six. And who knows? Maybe you you fill in in there for a time. We'll see, right? But yeah. my question is, you've played in the USL before. It was a few years ago, but you've played – in USL League Two, what do you know about Phoenix Rising? I mean, from from an outsider's perspective coming in, what have you heard about the team? What do you know about them already? Uh, very good team, very attacking-minded team. Yeah, they score a lot of goals. The, the atmosphere is great. Unbelievable facilities. It's unreal. Um, yeah, I like the way they play, um, and I, I like the way the way our coach plays over here. Very attacking-minded team, trying to get the ball into the opponent's half as fast as we can and then try to keep it around there and then just try to create chances. And I, I really like that a lot, you know. It's a fun team, fun team. I, I watched them I watched them a couple times, you know, just to see how they play. And I really enjoyed it. It's always uh, intense. It's always interesting, you know. It's not boring. It's not because of, like, like fun actions that you can you can look for in the games. So, yeah, and plus, um, I just like the, the culture that's around the team. Like, I like that there was, like, a like you can see it on TV, too, when you're watching, there's, like, a team spirit culture that's, like, in this team, and that has really, like, attracted me to, to Phoenix. So you actually kind of spoke about my next question is, you know, this is the first year uh, with the new facilities, with the new stadium, and you've obviously gotten a chance to uh, be there uh, this week. What has that been like? Uh, can you give us a little insight onto what these facilities are like compared to what you're used to? Oh, they're they're top notch. Those are top. Those are top top quality facilities. They're MLS quality facilities. I'm not gonna lie. 
remember that guy was looking to feel from outside. I haven't been on the game field yet, but I was looking at the practice facility, at the practice field, and I'm like, whew, this, is, this grass is beautiful. You know, just got to get used to the heat, though. That's the only thing that I'm trying to get used to. Like, I think Coach, Coach Rick will tell you, I'm literally the first one to go to, like, the steam machine, like the, <laughs> the water sprinklers and everything. I'm the first one running towards them. <laughs> Once he says water, I'm the first guy. I try to find the shade as much as I can, but no, it's it's been fun so far. Uh, yeah, the facility here is everyone's nice. The training room, everything is nice. It's top quality. I really like it a lot. Yeah, you seem to be echoing what a lot of guys have been saying who have either come on loan or played in MLS before that this is an MLS quality facility in comparison to other United States uh, facilities. Um, yeah. Speaking of the heat, I was going to ask you um, if you had been to Phoenix before, but I will piggyback this too. Did you see Toby's tweets earlier this week about how hot it is? And yeah, I saw how that. the fans and basically the team account even said, like, it's only going to get hotter. Yeah, I, people are telling me about, like, it's supposed to get up to 120. And I told them, like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's a joke. That That's not funny. Like, you better know your audience. That's, that's not a funny joke. You're like, no, I'm serious. And yesterday, yesterday it got up to like 106, and and I figured it out. So once I leave my apartment, once I leave here, I don't wear my shirt. I just go sit by the pool in the shade. Like, there's no need to wear a shirt, honestly. So I, I'm literally walking around shirtless around here. And, uh, yeah, I have been to the Phoenix before. My sophomore year of college, we played GCU. Oh, okay. And I remember that, uh, that trip. We, our training had us it was hot. Like as soon as we got off the plane, it was like the heat just pop right in your face, just smacked you right in the face. And I was like, like, I know I'm from Nigeria, but this is unreal. It was hot. And then we drank a lot of water. Like we were drinking water. Like it was crazy. And make it worse. It was like, I think I, I thought I was doing so good. I was like, Oh my God, I'm not, I'm not going to cramp. I'm not, I'm not going to cramp. And like the 98 minute, I got a cramp because it was so hot and I was sweating so much. But that was my, that's my first you know, experience in Phoenix, but I loved it so much. I really had fun uh, when, I, when we were in Phoenix just because like, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but like the grass and the heat just goes well together. I don't know why, but yeah. But the heat is, um, yeah, it's, it's hot, but I, I like it. I'll take this over being in bed and like, six feet of snow and like negative three degrees no i, I hear you man I, i'm from here uh i get made fun of a lot because like i'm the one who's putting jackets on when it's you know 60 degrees like I, i'm not gonna do well in cold but the yeah. joke here the joke here in arizona is anything over 110 feels the same so you might have a couple kickoffs this summer that are 110 at kickoff uh but you should see phoenix rising's home record in the summer like you not only do you not lose, you don't draw, and your wins are emphatic wins. It's 3 0, 4 0, 5 0. And it's, it really has, at least has, obviously it's the team, but the, the factor of the heat, you guys seem to score a goal in the first 20 minutes always. And obviously that just feeds into what you guys are trying to do uh, systematically in, in your high pressing. Yeah. So, something I want to ask you about is when you got that call. When the first time you spoke to Bobby, the first time you you spoke to Rick, can you kind of walk us through what that was like when they when you first heard and, and knew you were going to come here to Phoenix? Oh, it was good. It was just um, – it was a very good call. Um, it was just like 
going somewhere that you're wanted, somewhere that, that they they want you, you know, just being somewhere like they appreciate you. And I was like, sounds good. And I remember that. And then when I got here and first time I met them and they were just so nice, like still today too. I'm like, hey, how you doing? Like they, they're just very personable people, you know, always making fun of me because like I'm still getting used to the heat and I like that. It's fun. But yeah, it's, it's awesome. They were nice. And the phone call did it for me. I was like, yeah. And you like, all right, they really like me. So I just have to just go to a place that I, that I was wanted. And I thought from the phone call we had, it was a very good phone call. And I really appreciate the effort and time they put into it. And so I was like, it's a, it's a no brainer for me. And then just to want to get to know you a little more, the, the friend I was speaking about earlier, his name is Richel Almatze. He uh, went to school with me here, but he moved back over once he graduated back to Lagos. So where from Nigeria are you from and, and how did you come over to the States to play soccer? I, uh, I'm from Kaduna, Nigeria. That's the northern part. But I actually did go to school like in the Lagos area. And, uh, but I'm originally from the east. So, yeah, so I can speak like the three major languages in Nigeria. That's fortunate enough for me. I'm good. But I came to the U.S. Uh, when, I was in, um, when I was 13 years old by a program. MTM football scholars. I don't think that they do anymore to like help kids get the scholarship to American schools, high school and colleges. And I went to high school in, uh, in um, Pennsylvania, the Kiski school. Then I went to Akron and that was how my story unfolded. Very yeah, nice, Lagos, Lagos, Lagos is beautiful though. You should go visit. It's, it's an amazing I, city. He's been inviting me out there for, for years now and it's just one of those on the bucket list that like when i get that opportunity to make it happen like i like you said i need need to make that happen you should lagos is it's an unreal city lots of people it's like crazy it's like people crammed in like one room it's like a lot of people but it's a fun city you would love it i i i would look forward to it absolutely i my family immigrated from italy to new york before moving to arizona um so my Italian heritage has taught me a lot about the world and how different it is from the United States. And yeah. Almost. It's a, it's really a bubble over here. If you have never been visited, outside, if you've never visited another country and just seeing how yeah. you know, that's here in the United States for as great as life is, it's not the only way um, of life, but that is an yeah. entirely different conversation that, and uh, I'll stick to football while I have you. The, uh, the last question before I, uh, I let you go Um you kind of touched on it earlier, but because you're on loan, I know that your personal goals aren't going to be to come here and, and, you know, quote unquote, steal someone's job. I don't want to allude to that, but obviously yeah. there's some things that Vancouver wants you to get, right? It's, it's those meaningful minutes. So what is it in those meaningful minutes that you're looking for, particularly as a footballer that'll help you grow and, you know, potentially help you make uh, Vancouver's first team? Oh, it's just playing, just playing again, just getting into my, my rhythm. So I know what I can do. I'm in full rhythm and like, can I get myself and my game, game fitness and my game rhythm going? You know, just being good on the ball, being clean on the ball, taking pride in my passive, my, my, my creativity, you know, um, adding a couple of goals, a couple of assists here and there, just being really influential on the game, like on the, on the, on the field. So I think that like still like the main things I need to like up good and make people really, really love, love to see that just getting minutiful minutes here and just being like, okay, well, that's the day we, we picked, you know? And then, yeah. So just come here, it's just get minutes and compete 
and then get my rhythm going, score a couple goals, hopefully, add a couple assists, get some good stats, and then, yeah. Goal is just to – I'm not putting pressure on myself to be like, oh, I got to go here and be the the highest goal scorer, the, the leading stats. No, it's just to win. Just get into that win mentality and help the team win. It's the first priority. It's a, it's about what I can do for the team and not what the team can do for me. So that's the way I'm looking at it. How can I help this team win? How can we win games? How can we win the tournament? How can we go all the way to, to the end of the season, you know? So that's the number one thing. So that's my number one priority is winning. So, um, yeah, I think uh, my goals just to play well, you know? It's been a while since I played actual games and I loved it so just to play get my rhythm back and then when I'm having fun with it whatever happens happens you know but as long as we're winning I'm I'm, I'm satisfied with it all right David well I want to thank you for your time I am uh looking forward to some uh video footage from you guys in training and hopefully we get to see you maybe beating Toby and uh we can bring up on social media him talking about having you in his hip pocket I, you will get that, I promise. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jake. I really appreciate it. No problem, man. It was great meeting you, and um, I will see you on Saturday. Sounds good, sir. See you soon. Have a good rest of your day. All right, you too. Bye. See you. And that's going to do it for this edition of the Uprising Podcast. Phoenix Rising's next match is on Saturday against San Diego Loyal at 7.30 at Wild Horse Pass in Chandler. Now, remember, this is going to be the first game at 100% capacity at the new stadium. And it's also Pride Night, as it's the first game in the month of June, and a total of four games that Phoenix Rising has during Pride Month, which of course celebrates the LGBTQ plus community. You can catch all the action from that game on ArizonaSports.com or the Arizona Sports app, which is available for both iOS and Android. You can also follow me on Twitter for all things Phoenix Rising all season long, including breaking news at JWA1994. Until next time, ci vediamo a dopo. Ciao.